the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Well, welcome back to Bobberty Live, and I have a very, very pleasant surprise. Uh, my dear friend, Dr. Robert Jeffress is on the line. Dr. Jeffress, I am sure the confusion was on my end, not yours, but I am absolutely delighted that you could carve out some time for us today. Thank you. Oh, I tell you, when I have a new book out, I always say, make sure you get me on Bob Bernie Live. <laughs> well, your folks said that you were off recording something, but I got inside information. You were off having sopapillas. <laughs> I wish I were, but I was doing something equally as nice and talking to my good friend Shannon Bream on her podcast. Oh, good, good. Uh, how long can I have you? I want to be very sensitive can, to your time. I can stay until the top of the hour. Is that right? Yeah. Do yeah. you have, Do you um, ever sleep? Do you ever <laughs> sleep? Only during my sermons. <laughs> Well, Dr. Robert Jeffress, of course, is the pastor of the historic First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas, and he's got a brand new book out, 18 Minutes with Jesus. Now, Dr. Jeffress, I I, got to be honest, before I actually got the book and I just heard the title, (laughs) I thought, what? What in the world is he talking about I had, I had died and gone to heaven and spent 18 minutes. Well, that, okay, that's it. exactly what I thought. <laughs> I thought Dr. Well, that's Jeffress... Why, that's why I titled it that way. got a lot of interest. <laughs> I thought he's had a near-death experience, and oh my goodness. Uh, I had no... <laughs> I had no idea it was on the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, and I found it very interesting... What brought you to the 18-minute thing? You deal with that right in the beginning of your book. Would you share that? Bob, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with TED Talks. You know, they're so popular right now. And the TED Talk is a talk by an expert on a great subject of interest, but it has to be brief. It can only be 18 minutes in length. And I began thinking, you know, what if Jesus were to come back and give a TED Talk? What would he say in a TED Talk? And then it hit me, he's already given his TED Talk. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. You can read the Sermon on the Mount in 18 minutes. And yet, even though it's brief, Jesus touches on the topics we care most about. Your uh, money, your sex life, your uh, relationship to your enemies and how to deal with them, your eternal destiny. And so that's what this book is. It's a fresh look at the 2,000-year-old Sermon on the Mount and how it applies for today. You're not implying that Jesus was ahead of his time, are you? 
<laughs> well, he was transcultural and he was transcendent when it came to time. And, you know, I have to confess something to you, Bob. I've been preaching for more than 40 years. I've never preached a series on the Sermon on the Mount. One reason I didn't was I thought, frankly, it was probably too boring to keep people's interest. I mean, most people think of Jesus as this little wimpy rabbi who roamed the countryside munching on bird bird seed and saying good things to people and nice things. Well, there's nothing nice about this Sermon on the Mount. It's radical. I call it radical righteousness. And, uh, you know, Jesus meant for it, not just for the hereafter. This is how to live life in the here and now. Well, I've got you beat. I've been preaching for 56 years, and I've never done a series on the Sermon on the Mount. I didn't realize that until I looked at your book, and I thought, my goodness, why didn't I ever do that in all those years of preaching and pastoring? I'm going to say I think I know why, Bob. I think you and I kind of grew up in the same theological tradition. I actually heard in the seminary that I attended, it was taught that the Sermon on the Mount is the constitution for the kingdom of God, how we're going to live in the millennium and in heaven, and it has no relevance for today. And I I thought that for 40 years, and I thought, why would I want to spend time studying something that doesn't have a relationship to today? And then as I actually started to read it, I said, okay, Jesus said, if somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. Who's going to be slapping whom in heaven? That doesn't make any sense. And, you know, uh, love your enemies, pray for your enemies. If I'm in heaven, evil's not there. Who would my enemies be? This is not for life in the hereafter. It's life in the here and now, and it's the best way to live if you understand what Jesus is really saying. We're talking with Dr. Robert Jeffress, his brand new book, 18 Minutes with Jesus, Straight Talk from the Savior about the things that matter most. And I, and I got to say, I love your books. This is one of the best. It really is. This this is one of the best. Chapter one, you deal with straight talk about happiness. Uh, why did Jesus put so much emphasis on our emotional state? Yeah, well, as he begins his sermon, he does what any wise speaker does— and that's he talks about the benefits of applying what he's about to say. And he applies those benefits. He shares the benefits of listening to him in what we call the Beatitudes, blessed. He just says it eight times, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And blessed, blessed, blessed. And that word blessed, the Greek word makarios, um, could be uh, translated to happy. Uh, some people translate that happy. Uh, but our English word happy is a very superficial word. Yeah. Happy Happiness depends on happenings, I say, and they can be very, very transient. But I think the better translation of what Jesus had in mind was joyful. Yes. Uh, I doubt our friends in Florida, I talked to some earlier today, they're not happy about Hurricane Ian. They're not happy about the devastation, but they've retained their joy, that that deep, calm assurance that God is still in control. 
And what he's saying in these Beatitudes is, look, in the short term, there's going to be a lot of pain. You're going to mourn. You're going to be persecuted for righteousness' sake. You're going to hunger and thirst for righteousness. But don't lose heart. In the end, it all works out great. You know, I think about that happiness or those who are persecuted for uh, the kingdom of God, or persecuted for righteousness, for there shall be the kingdom of God. You know, just imagine, for example, uh, uh, Bob, you um, were having trouble providing for your family day to day. You didn't know how you were going to make ends meet, but you were informed that your uncle had left you in his will for $10 million. And the even better news is he's 99 years old. Uh, <laughs> would that affect how you looked at your current situation? I mean, it wouldn't put bread on the table today, but knowing that your long-term outlook was okay yeah. would give you the joy in the present to endure and wait for the future. I think that's what Jesus is saying. Short-term pain, long-term gain for those who follow after Christ. Well, let me quote from a well-known pastor who's a friend of mine. Dr. Robert Jeffress, in this book. Let me, let me just quote this. I love this. Joy is a deep bedrock assurance that God is in control of the happenings of our lives and is using them for our good and his glory. I love that because it's so true. And the distinction between happiness and joy is something that is lost on so many people and a, a lot of ministries There are a lot of the TV guys who want people to be happy, 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 uh, rather than filled with joy. And they think God has promised that. And when they don't have that happiness and they go through a devastation like hurricanes or earthquakes or the death of a loved one, they think Jesus has somehow let them down. You know, Jesus was very clear in John 16, 33. He told it like it was. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good courage, for I've overcome the world. The book is by Dr. Robert Jeffress, 18 Minutes with Jesus. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back and discuss this important book with Dr. Jeffress. 18 Minutes with Jesus. You can get it right now at Amazon.com, Baker Books, wherever fine books are sold. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. And we're talking with Dr. Robert Jeffress, pastor of the historic First Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, prolific author, and he has a brand new book out, and I mean it is brand new. This one is hot off the press, 18 Minutes with Jesus, straight talk from the Savior about the things that matter most. Uh, Dr. Jeffress, in the second chapter, straight talk about your faith. I think I found my favorite phrase in the entire book. You talk about radical righteousness. Explain what you mean by that. Well, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) Jesus was not guilty of being what a lot of pastors are, you know, mild-mannered, 
mild-mannered men preaching mild-mannered sermons, teaching people how to be more mild-mannered. Uh, this isn't a list of nice things. This is a radical way to live. But it's not a way to live that's just for yourself. We're to influence others to live this way as well. And uh, Jesus, to me, this is one of my favorite chapters, because it deals with a question a lot of Christians have right now, Bob, and that is, how are we to respond to this decaying and darkening culture? Do we isolate ourselves from it yeah. and hope nothing bad happens, or do we become more like it to try to win them to Christ? Jesus was very clear. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You remember, uh, Bob, in Jesus' day, salt was a preservative. It couldn't prevent the decay of meat, but it delayed the decay of the meat. It gave the meat a longer shelf life before it eventually rotted and was thrown out. And Jesus was saying to his followers, the reason I've left you here instead of taking you to heaven is to be that preservative, to push back against evil. Not that you're going to save the world. It's going to collapse one day. But you want to give it longer for more people to accept Christ as Savior. And, you know, we influence the culture by getting involved in, you know, media, by getting involved in uh, the business world. And I, I believe we're supposed to influence the political world as well. Uh, you know, the leaders we elect determine the direction we follow as a nation, and the direction we follow determines our moral and spiritual destination. And I think we ought to push back against abortion and transgenderism and these other ungodly practices. Not that we're going to save the world, but we want the world to collapse before people have the opportunity to hear the gospel. I love the way you characterize how we are to interact with the world. You call it shake and shine. (laughs) <laughs> now, now, I got, I got. Is that original with you, or did you steal no, that from somebody? I'm sure. I'm sure. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, salt has to get out of the salt shaker. Yeah. It has to penetrate the meat. And and yet, you have so many Christians uh, trying to cover their cowardice by developing a theology that says, "Oh, Christians shouldn't get involved in politics." You know, uh, we're too holy for that. We might be contaminated. No, he said, get out and penetrate the culture including the leaders that we elect, make a difference in your world. Have you seen the open letter that John MacArthur wrote to Governor Gavin Newsom? I haven't seen it. I think I saw something. But, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, I mean, setting up these billboards, blaspheming Christ by saying, love your neighbor. If John, if, if Gavin Newsom wants to quote Jesus on a billboard about the abortion issue, he ought to quote the verse in which Jesus said, it'd be better for somebody to have a millstone tied around his neck and cast into the sea than to harm a little child. Well, and That's it, what Jesus said about abortion. And the reason I, I, I brought that up when I read the letter, because he calls the governor of California wicked and evil, and what he's doing, demonic, and I thought of you. I thought... <laughs> when you think of demonic, you think of me. No, 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 no. I just thought that sounds like something Jeffress would say, because <laughs> God has just given you incredible courage. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much about you. You, God has given you such an incredible public platform in America and around the world. And yet you're fearless in standing for truth. And I I just appreciate that. Uh, We're talking about Dr. Jeffress' brand new book, 18 Minutes with Jesus by Dr. Robert Jeffress. Get it. It's a great, great book. You can get it at Amazon. It's through Baker Books. Uh, 
Dr. Jeffers, what do you think is the greatest misconception about the Sermon on the Mount? I think people think it's either boring or it's an impossible standard to live by, or it's something that just doesn't work in the 21st century. And all of those ideas are false, and uh, I think people will be pleasantly surprised by reading how relevant the Sermon on the Mount is for today. And I might add, Bob, if they get 18 Minutes for Jesus, and this is a series we're airing on radio right now, there's also a separate study guide that makes this Uh. book great for a group Bible study or a Sunday school class. Well, this is about your book— in your interview, but I think the, one of the greatest misconceptions is that you can apply the Sermon on the Mount to civil government, because the yeah, liberal, the liberal left is trying to misapply the Sermon on the Mount to civil government. The Sermon on the Mount was never given to civil government and shouldn't be applied to civil government. No, no, nowhere is government told to turn the other cheek. That's exactly right. Uh, that that's a, God gave government for the purpose of protecting citizens. They have a whole different way of living. In fact, you may remember in 2016, a reporter asked me, don't you want a candidate who would run this country according to the Sermon on the Mount and somebody <laughs> like Donald Trump? I said, if anybody said they would run this country according to the Sermon on the Mount, I'd run as far and as fast from them as I could, because that's a misapplication, and it doesn't work for me. Yeah, absolutely true. Well, you probably know me well enough that at the end of every interview with an author, whether it's you or someone else, I like to ask this question as the final question. Uh, When our listeners pick up 18 Minutes with Jesus, straight talk from the Savior about the things that matter most. And I really do hope my listeners will pick it up. It's great. It's practical. Uh, It is life-changing. I really believe that. Uh, But Dr. Jeffress, when one of my listeners picks up the book, reads it cover to cover, and puts it down on their desk, what is the takeaway that you want them to have from this book? The standard of radical righteousness that Jesus explains is not only possible to live, it's desirable to live. And those who live according to radical righteousness will experience unshakable joy now and unending happiness in the hereafter. Well, amen, amen, amen. And uh, I want you to know, uh, and you've been so gracious to come on my program so many times. We've had you here in Columbus three or four times. We've had just wonderful fellowship together. But I just want you to know that I continually encourage my audience to pray for you. Uh, Thank you. God has put you in a position for such a time as this. And I just want you to know we're praying for you and we appreciate you. Thank you, Bob. You're a great friend. Uh, You are as well. Dr. Robert Jeffress, 18 Minutes with Jesus. Get it today. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.